Hi, folks. Welcome to the Gospel of Kennison. This is episode 105, brought to you September 4th, 2019. I'm your host. My name is James Kennison. Welcome to my personal audio journal. Um, I'd like to thank Zane Estrada, especially right here at the top of the show, for your patronage and support, and all of the patrons, uh, Zane, Carrie, and, or Carrie Wright, and Carrie Bernhardt as well, for supporting the show um patreon.com slash gok i think uh let me see is that right yes it is it is right i'm i know what i'm doing uh it's been a while since i've uh put one of these out and i'd like to always always like to start by apologizing for that um i know i know you guys say that we're just glad to have one when you you know whenever you can but when you go a whole month like I have without uh, without putting anything out, you feel kind of bad. But um, it's been a bad, it's been a down month. And and my last episode was called Downtime. And uh, that's kind of a sour note to leave potential listeners on. Um, but don't worry. Um, I, I did end up going to the doctor again, my, my crazy doctor, as I call him. Not that he's crazy. I'm the crazy one. He helps the crazy people. And uh, switched up some medicine, and it takes a while for that medicine to take effect, and it has been a while. Um, it usually takes a minimum of two weeks. It takes as much as a month um, to have that stuff, you know, the old stuff to go get out of you and the new stuff to start working, and I believe I'm on the upswing and so I figured, you know what, upswing, I need to hit record and do a dang, you know, audio journal. Because um, don't tell the other listeners, but you guys that listen to this show, you matter to me. <laughs> the Probably the most. Because, um, I don't know, I, I always think about it this way. You know, the guy that used to do, um, what was it, uh, America's Funniest Home Videos? I'm not talking about Bob Saget, and I'm not talking about the guy that's doing whatever something now. I'm talking about the old guy that kind of looked like Doctor Who, you know, and he, he was never funny, but he was charming. I always think about him, and I'm like, you watched him, and you watched him introduce shows, and you watched him introduce clips and you watched him interview the people and ask them stupid questions. And he would sit in the audience and make banter and, you know, that kind of thing and hold his microphone and all this kind of stuff. And, uh, that was him. That was all you needed to know. You didn't need to know if he was married or not, where he lived. You didn't even think to ask about his mental state, for instance. And, uh, so most folks listen to my main show, which is uh, that story show. And uh, that's enough for them. And that's, that's great. And that's fine. Uh, but you guys are the ones that dig in and say, no, you know, I want to know, I want to know what's going on. I want to, I want to know what makes them tick. And uh, that's, that's pretty it's either <laughs> I choose, I was going to say, 
It's either really creepy or really awesome. <laughs> but I think it's really awesome. And so thank you for listening. And uh, don't tell the other guys that, that you're my favorite. All right. Um, but I've been to Mexico uh, in the past month. Uh, we actually just got back a week ago. And we spent five days in a little place um, off the beaten path called Porto Porta Morales, I believe is what it's called. And um, it was a pretty, pretty sweet vacay. Um, we got the tickets really cheap because my wife applied for a credit card. And once we got enough points, something activated and my wife could fly for free anywhere I went. And so, and that was anywhere Southwest went. And so we flew to, to, uh, I don't even know where we flew to in Mexico, somewhere, somewhere close to Puerto Morales. Uh, it wasn't that long of a drive from the airport to the place, maybe, maybe a half hour. But anyway, um, so we got the tickets cheap and my wife booked, um, the place we stayed on Airbnb and, um, it was, it was neat. It was a neat place to stay a little condo, you know, on the beach. Uh, it wasn't the nicest place I've ever stayed, you know, but, uh, and, and the floor mat was perpetually wet, which is kind of gross. Um, but short of that, there were, you know, and there were ants. Okay. But apparently that's, that's the, that's an okay thing. It's better than scorpions or cockroaches, but, uh, but we did snorkeling and my wife, uh, was really good to me. She made this vacation. I think I talked about this last episode, so it's a good follow-up. I remember saying that I left it to her to plan the vacation as if it was a wedding to where she would take all of the details and I would just go along for the ride. And that's pretty much the way it was. But, but, but she was so good to me in her planning because she could have planned just wall to wall events, but she did, she did me good. She had one day that was pretty intense where we got up at seven o'clock in the morning. Uh, we had to ride our bikes down to a church. We got picked up, um, in a, in a van. <laughs> Sounds like a kidnapping. Uh, and we went to several other, um, resorts to pick up other people. And we, we went on a tour of these Mayan ruins and, and it was really hot and very hot. And, um, let me mention something. It was hot. Um, but it was neat, you know, it's neat to see. I I'm the type that you could walk me up to the grand Canyon and I look at it and I'd be very impressed and moved. And then I'm done. I've seen it. And that's the way I was with the ruins. I respect the work that went into it. I, I really enjoyed seeing some of the stucco that had remained and even some paint that had lasted 700 years uh, on the side of some of these uh, structures. Uh, but then I'm done. I've seen it, you know, let's, let's go away. 
Because now all I'm focused on is the fact that it's hot. And my phone is ringing now. So, hold, hold tight. Anyway, where was I? Um, that was my wife. She's uh, going to pick up my daughter. I just dropped my son off at youth group. So, um, oh, that, that I, you know, I saw the ruins and it was great. And then after that, we went and we got on a boat. No, we did not. That is a lie. We went to where boats were, which is the ocean. And uh, we went and swam out with snorkel gear. And we looked at turtles. And uh, these were big sea turtles. And, and, and again, you know, it was really cool. It was kind of scary. I was screaming a little bit. I don't, I'm, I'm not ashamed to say that when I first saw a turtle, I did exactly what they told us not to do, which was to don't kick, don't panic, and don't scream, like, look at the turtle. I, I did not scream, look at the turtle. I just yelled, turtle! And um, I trumpeted out of that, out of that uh, snorkel like, like it was a, a brass instrument, I'm telling you. But uh, the, the turtle, of course, in, in all of its glory, it appeared underneath me. And then started coming up for air, and it was way too close to my flipping shoulder, and uh, it, it it stuck its massive fist-sized head out of the, out of the water to gasp for air right next to my head, and went down. And I knew this was going to happen. I I was afraid I was going to get bit, um, because I have a theory. I have a theory about animals. I think that they all love me, and I don't like any of them. I don't like dogs. I don't like cats. I don't like turtles. I don't like fish. Um, there was a, there's a character in, in one of the uh, uh, Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy books. I, I can't remember. It could be Mostly Harmless or So Long and Thanks for All the Fish. I don't know which one. I've read them all, and I do, so many times I they kind of all blur together. But there's a character that has uh, dealt with rain most of his life, and he hates the rain. And it goes on and on about how much... He, he's just had to deal with rain his whole life, his childhood. All, it's just, it's ruined every part of his life. And, uh, and then it said, the, the narrator comes in and says, well, this guy doesn't realize it, but the rain uh, loved him and, and uh, cause he was the rain God. And, and so they rained uh, and blessed him because <laughs> they just loved him so much. The clouds did or whatever. And I, I think I'm the animal God. Not big G, just a little G. And I think they all love me. And I hate them because I'm telling you, fish will come up to me. Dogs will come up to me. Cats will come up to me. All of them. And I can't stand them. I want them to go away. I don't want to be touched, especially by fish. And uh, so sure enough, I, I just believed with all my heart that these turtles were going to get close to me. And they did. But my point is, other than that day, which was a long day and a hard day, my wife took it easy on me and she set up the rest of the vacation to where she could go down to the beach and snorkel and go to the reefs and, you know, see Nemo or whatever and all this stuff. She said she saw a barracuda and I'm like, that you really never want me to go with you, don't you? Telling me stuff like that. Uh, one of the other guides mentioned that they saw a shark few days before and, and and they said it in a calm not distressed type voice like i would expect it to be like 
dang, we saw a shark the other day. We're we're getting out of this business, <laughs> you know? But they're just like, we saw a shark the other day. And I'm like, that's a really bad impression of a Mexican person. <laughs> so um, anyway, it was great. The people are great. The food was great. We ate. I, I don't think we ate a meal that was indoors. It was all at these roadside places that had uh, chairs out to the sidewalk, you know, and um, flaps that would just close down over the place. So if you ever, if you ever want to go to Mexico on the cheap, talk to my wife and she'll, she'll, uh, she'll help you out. But there was a grocery store down the street that was new and it was neat and familiar, you know, cause grocery stores are pretty universal. As long as you get a big enough one. Uh, we rented bikes, rode around, um, to get where we needed to go. So we didn't have to walk everywhere. So that was nice. Even though I had to ride a girl's bike, it was okay. Swallowed my pride. Nobody knew me anyway. And for five days, I got to wear shorts and t-shirts and, and flip-flops. And so that was pretty, that was pretty cool. And, uh, my wife went snorkeling and I stayed in the, uh, condo except for meals. And I, I tried to watch Netflix. They have a different Netflix than we do. Um, they they don't get all the shows we get like Spider Man, uh, Enter the Spider Verse or Multiverse or whatever it's called. Hey, you can't watch that there. And what else was it? Parks and Rec. You can't watch Parks and Rec in Mexico. Uh, I don't know why, but uh, yeah, yeah. When you try to log on, and and I have a uh, proxy set up to where I can make the uh, internet think that I'm dialing in from the States, you know, and that's really great because it, in, it, it encrypts my data, you know, cause I was using a, a stranger's Wi-Fi. I mean, it was the place's Wi-Fi, but still, I don't know, you know, I'm not going to put my bank information out there. So I, it encrypts it on both sides and sends my traffic through uh, safely and this, that, and the other, but, but uh, uh, it, it worked with everything but Netflix. Netflix said, no, you're using a proxy and you're not supposed to be watching stuff from Mexico. And I'm like, I pay for this. I pay money to you. You just show me Spider-Verse and we'll be, we'll be good. But we had to wait. By the way, if you haven't seen Spider-Man enter the Spider-Verse um, and you don't like animated movies that aren't Disney, I say to you, this should be your first, uh, because it is good. It is a good film. It's a good movie. The animation is fantastic. It's very experimental. It's like somebody took computer animation, the quality of uh, Frozen, mixed it with comic books and television cartoons. And it's um, it's a really good story. And um, I, I highly suggest it. So if you're one of those folks that sees animation stuff and anime and you know all this on on netflix and you're like ah that's not for me i i agree it's not for you it's not for me either i i don't like animated movies uh but i loved this one and i've seen it like three or four times thanks to the magic of netflix but Anyway, you can tell from my voice and my demeanor that I'm I'm doing better. This is very recent. This is a very recent happening. I've been sleeping. And um, I wasn't even sleeping on the trip. And that was a week ago. I've had two good nights sleep in a row. And and it's uh, it's changing everything. 
I'm still kind of kind of out of it and groggy during the day. The medicine is still working its magic or its curse, whatever it turns out to be. You never know until you try it if it's going to be great or not. Um, but so far, the change seems to be a positive one. And um, I'm awake, fully awake and alive. And um, so, yeah you know that that equals a more positive outlook on life it it equals being able to you know do podcasts and and think about doing things for the family and you know all that kind of stuff so uh i um i'm reading through my my notes from the last episode i didn't update them before i began because i was figuring if i if i sat and thought about it too long i wouldn't I wouldn't hit record, but, uh, I've got this project that I've been trying to, to work on where I want to do the St. Louis flag from wood. I've made no progress on that. I haven't done anything. Um, but I haven't been playing Minecraft 100% of the time either. So that's good. Uh, I've been watching, um, season eight. I think it is of, uh, of, what is it called? Uh, Walking Dead and getting caught up on that. It's good to be back in that universe again because I just kind of, I fell off the wagon when, um, well, I can't tell you what it is. I can't tell you why, but something happened at the beginning of one of the seasons and I even knew what character it was going to happen to because I read the comics and it still was such a heartbreak <laughs> that I quit watching the show. I think America kind of did. And uh, because you used to hear everybody talking about Walking Dead, you know, at the water cooler or whatever. But anyway, it's still good. And uh, and so I'm doing that. Uh, I've watched uh, a series that I can't suggest in good conscience because there's a couple of of racy scenes in it, in the series. And, And I don't even get why. Um, they're, they're click pastable, if that's a phrase that I just made up, which is what you have to do. But there is a show called the OA on Netflix and, um, John had told me about it, my co-host at that story show. And he said, you know, there's some racy scenes and, and he says, but other than that, it's, it's just great show. And, uh, he says, you know, you just got to click past them. And I, and I, so I booted up the show and it wanted to show me episode two. And I, so I look back at episode one and I realized I've watched 15 minutes or 10 minutes or something of this show. So I clicked back on episode one and it picked up right where I left off. And lo and behold, I had turned it off right at the first racy scene. Oh my goodness. Okay, sorry, that was my wife calling again. Um, she's awesome. Did I mention that? Uh, so yeah, it, it was funny because I hit play, like I said, on episode one, and I had turned it off on the racy scene, and just I remembered being totally like taken aback by it and how it didn't even bring anything to the to the series. So I obviously clicked past it and went on to watch and. Um, it's it's so good so you know 
try, you know, use your, use your own judgment and your own, uh, morality and blah, blah, blah. But, um, I was able to get past the bad parts. Um, there's only, a, only a couple few. And, uh, m- maybe if I remember correctly, three, three main areas that were spread out among, you know, a dozen episodes. So, uh, I, I, I never see the point in that stuff. I don't think it brings anything to it. It's like excessive language doesn't bring anything to it. And a good example of that would be, um, DC's Shazam, the good movie, a really good movie and targeted at kids, obviously, you know, but a lot of language, I mean, just ridiculous, stupid, not need, not necessary, you know, language. And I don't know what the point is there, I guess, to make it not be a kid's movie. But then yet they market it to kids. But, you know, who am I? I don't know. So, uh, yeah, the OA, I I think it changed my life a little bit. It was it was good. I can't wait for more. I want more uh, of the OA. So, um it's weird. It's it's the weirdest thing I've watched since X-Files. Um, and I haven't gotten into a show that much in a while. Probably since Lost. You know, as far as mystery and, and you know, uh, just all that kind of stuff. It's a good, good thing. But anyway, um, so uh, blah, blah, blah. The Jenna's and the kids are... Jenna and the kid... Jay are doing decent in school. Uh, every year, there's always a struggle at the beginning as they get their heads back in gear. Um, Jay has to realize that he has to do his best work the first time, that that's the best way to get through an assignment instead of trying to do the least amount of work because it ends up coming back on you. He, he recently got a bad grade on a paper, and it was because he didn't read the directions. And again, that's him not doing his best work. That's him assuming he knows what he needs to do, doing the bare minimum, turning it in. But this time it backfired on him pretty quick. His teacher emailed us about it. He has to set up a meeting with her and talk about what he didn't do right and then redo the paper. And man, my message of doing things right the first time is the... Because the the reason why I use that is I tell them, if you want to do the least amount of work, the real way to do that is to do it right the first time. Because I'm with him. I hate schoolwork too. I hated it. But it never got a point. It never got to me. It never came across to me that the genius of the idea of, of just do it right the first time. Put a tiny little bit more effort into it. Do it right. And then you never have to deal with all of the fallout of parents and teachers and grades and, and worrying and not knowing stuff for the test and no, 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 no. So uh, it's just self-discipline. The boy just needs some help. So you know what? Pray for my kids. I'll pray for yours. How about that? Um, my, my keto diet, I've been doing that. And I cheated a little bit over the the vacation. And when I say cheated, I don't know that I ever went over the amount of carbs I was supposed to have. I just ate a little bit more carbs than I usually do. So there was bread everywhere. My wife was bringing home bread from the markets. 
and sweet breads and regular kind of breads and because they don't bring out chips and put them on the table. I, I was going to tell them. I was going to tell them, don't you know what Mexican restaurants are supposed to be like? They're supposed to bring out chips and salsa. I was going to tell them, but uh, I figured they were real Mexican restaurants and they they uh, they may do it differently and maybe we do it wrong. But uh, they bring out bread and salsa. And uh, so, yeah, I, I had a little bit of that. It's actually closer to that stuff that they bring out at, um, I want to say Olive Garden. No, who is it that brings out the oil with the little green leaves floating in the bottom? Um, Carabas or something? Man, my mouth's watering just thinking about it. Anyway, they bring out that stuff and some um, some salsa, and uh, you were supposed to eat that. So I, you know, I would have a bite. So I, so I did pretty good. But I, I have, uh, I haven't lost any significant weight uh, for a couple of weeks now. And, uh, I feel thinner. My, my, I'm able to wear my wedding ring again. That, that was a, like a little thing. So I think my measurements are changing a little bit. I feel like I have a little bit more of a chin than I used to a little bit more shape and d- definement around my cheekbones as my, uh, double chin recedes. Uh, but, uh, no significant change. You know, it's going to be a, it's going to be a, a long time. It's going to take a while. It took a long time to gain it. It's going to take a long time to lose it, but I'm not giving up even though lunch lunches have proven to be the hardest part. Dinners are easy. You, you know, having a steak for dinner is, is good. Breakfast used to be rough, but yogurt with berries has definitely taken the place of cereal as my favorite morning uh, meal. Uh, But lunchtime is hard. Because what do you want at lunchtime? You want a sandwich. You want a good ham and turkey sandwich with some lettuce and mayonnaise and mustard and, and, and a pickle or two. And the problem is I can't have the bread. So, uh, and I've been trying these keto-friendly pita oat brand crap things or whatever. And, you know, I don't know. It's not, it's not doing it for me right now, but maybe, you know, I, I didn't really care for yogurt in the morning either at first. So maybe something will come along. If, if any of you guys have done keto and you have ideas for uh low prep, and I'm talking about easy as making a peanut butter and jelly sandwich, low prep ideas for lunches, let me know. Cause I ain't cutting a bunch of stuff up. I'm not freezing anything. Uh, I just need to be able to, to, you know, eat it. And it doesn't even have to be hot. I just like a sandwich thing or something. I don't know. But it's just a pain. It's a pain in the butt. Let's see what else is going on. I saw Stranger Things episode or season three or uh, Stranger Things three. It was good. Wasn't as good as the first one, obviously. But I thought it was all right. Uh, Jay and I finished reading the Harry Potter book, uh, Order of the Phoenix, and we've started reading together. Uh, what's the next one? Uh, the Prince, the Half-Blood Prince. Yeah. So uh, I love reading to my son. It's it's one of the things we do together. Um, he's been really uh, wanting to do stuff with me a lot lately. And uh, we usually end up playing video games together. 
And and I know I'm a terrible dad because real dads would go camping, hiking, fishing, hunting. I don't do any of those things. We just play video games. We we play uh Metal Slug. I I got it off Steam. It's uh it's a great 8-bit, well not 8-bit, uh pixel-based, you know, artwork. It's just it's a great game. Um but it it you can beat the whole thing in 40 minutes. Uh, cause it, cause it was a coin op video game. And so you usually wouldn't make it through to the end cause you would die and run out of quarters like you do. So it's neat to play this with him. So, uh, but one of the, one of the settings is you can set a minimum amount of, of credits. And, uh, so you can have unlimited, you can have 20, you can start the game with 10 or five. And so we've been limiting ourselves to five credits to see, how many continues, you know, we need, uh, and, and how far we can make it into the game without dying. And, uh, I think he saw his first countdown screen of his life at, uh, just yesterday as we were in episode two of the game and, and we were out of continues and it's continue question mark, 10, nine, eight, seven, six, five, four, three, two, one in game. You know, they don't, they don't do it like that anymore. Um, if you die, like in castle crashers, you just start over at the beginning of the level, but, uh, it's fun. He, uh, before we found the credit thing, he was counting every time he'd have to hit continue. He would add another quarter to his total. And I didn't have the heart to tell him that it probably cost a dollar or 50 cents to play, uh, this back in its time. But, uh, he, he, that's how he would keep track of how good he was doing, even though there was no, uh, it was unlimited credits at first. And I was pretty proud of that. Um, but anyway, yeah, Metal Slug. I It, it was like seven bucks. I, I wouldn't buy it again if I if I had to. But it's fun. It's fun to play things with my son and spend quality time with him. And he enjoys it. And so uh, it's good to be there for him. Jenna, my daughter, had her first volleyball game last night. And she is, uh, she did make the team. She's in junior varsity at her new school and she did get to play quite a bit. So that was really neat. She served a few times and, uh, I was there. And one of the things that was pretty impressive is that not only was, it was, uh, her pastor there, he came along, he actually ran, he ran there from his house all the way to the school. And then I gave him a ride back. He's training for some sort of uh marathon deal but uh not only was he there but her teacher from her old school brought a bunch of old of her old friends and classmates to watch her and uh, another girl that used to go to the same school um that ended up where my daughter's at uh to watch them both play and i thought that was amazing and so did jenna it was a surprise for her um i hate sitting on bleachers man those, those pull-out bleachers from the wall. I, I don't know about you, but my tailbones, they want to dig through my butt and touch the wood directly. <laughs> Just have to sit there. I need to get, I need to get a, a cushion or something because it's torture. And uh, I, I think everybody's suffering. I really do. I look around and I, I think some folks are distracted because they actually like sports I don't really care for it. I only watch really and pay attention when my daughter's out there 
Um, so I'm not distracted like they are, but I think everybody's butt is hurting and I can't help but imagine that as I'm looking around, I'm like, everybody's butt hurts here. Um, I don't remember my butt hurting when I was in high school though. Cause I, I spent a lot of time on bleachers cause I was in the band. Of course we stood up every time we played. So maybe I was getting constant relief. I don't know. Um, I don't remember it being a problem. Maybe it's an old person thing. Maybe not everybody's butts hurts. Maybe it's just mine. I don't know. Uh, but lately, uh, sleep has been better um, and possible because my brain has started to slow down at night. And and to uh, my doctor actually gave me some um, sedatives uh, for sleep. And uh, I've had them in the past and they either quit working or they... Um, they work too well and they keep me wanting to sleep all day. So he gave me this new prescription. I tried it for a couple of days and it turned out, yeah, it, it wanted me to sleep all day as well as all night. And so I've been off of those for two days and, um, I've actually slept, uh, correctly for two days. So things are looking up and, um, that's all about all I've got for this episode. So, my goal is to do four of these this month to make up for the lack of, uh, of, of, of content. And, um, the, the, the struggle I have with this show in particular is, you know, um, I, I want to, I don't even know if this makes sense. I want to commercialize it constantly like make it more entertaining um because that's that's what you want to do on a podcast you know you want to make it interesting and entertaining but i so so sometimes though that's the reason why i don't sit down and do it because i'm like i, I i'm just going to say the same crap i said last time uh i'm still feeling as depressed as I did when I filmed the last one. So why would I want to record another one? Uh, but, um, as I'm feeling better and as life takes off and resumes, I should have more things to talk about more opinions to share. Like tomorrow, uh, I'm going to use my truck to help, uh, my pastor deliver some furniture to a group in our or to a family in our group that doesn't have any furniture in their living room. And uh, so that's something that I normally wouldn't be able to, to join in and do. Um, so I'm looking forward to that. So if, and if any of you guys ever pray for me, uh, I, I, I want to say it's working. So please continue. It is one of the biggest, best and biggest things. Oh yeah. And before I go, I want to mention a book that I read recently. It's called, darkness i'm spelling it out right now darkness is my only companion what a what a title right darkness is my only companion it's called a christian's response to mental illness it's a quick read and it's an interesting read it almost reads like a college book but it also reads like a stream of consciousness uh journal sometimes and then it has lots of quotes from famous people and stuff like that. But it is, um, 
I don't know. I'll just read the uh, the the once over that it has the definition or whatever it is on Amazon. Where is God in the suffering of a mentally ill person? And that's the question of the century. What happens to the soul when the mind is ill? How are Christians to respond in the face of mental illness? In Darkness is My Only Companion, Catherine Green McCrete confronts these difficult questions raised by her own mental illness, bipolar disorder. Uh, with brutal honesty, she, she tackles often avoided topics such as suicide, mental hospitals, and electroconductive therapy, electroconvulsive therapy. Uh, Green McCrete offers the reader everything from poignant and raw glimpses into the mind of a mentally ill person to practical and forthright advice for friends, family, and clergy. I did like that part. My wife's read the book and she's on the part where it tells people how to treat people that are like me. Her voice is a comfort to those who suffer from mental illness. I would agree. And an invaluable resource for those who love and support them. That's exactly what I said on Facebook when I suggested the book. I said it is it is confirmation and, and support for people that are struggling and, uh, you know, uh, a, a resource for people that love the folks that do struggle with mental illness. So it's uh, it has the price, unfortunately, of a of of a college book. Uh, it's twenty nine ninety nine on Amazon. Um, there's another one. Let's see. That is uh, 13, 13.41. And if you have Kindle Unlimited, it is free to read. So uh, if you are someone that struggles with mental illness and, and your faith and, and how to put all that together in the same place, I know I was and, uh, and do. Uh, this book is invaluable, even if you... But yeah, I the first one I looked up was twenty nine something, twenty nine ninety nine, um, and I would say that's probably a college style book. Um, but the actual book that I read with the cover that I have is the second edition, and it's thirteen forty one. So that's a lot more doable. Um, I'll see you guys next time, right here on the GOK. Uh, again, thank you uh, for my supporters, Zane Estrada, Carrie Wright, Carrie Bernhardt, and um, uh, appreciate all of the folks that help to uh, support what we do. Next week, I know what I'm going to do, and you can hold me to it. I am going to read a thank you letter from a listener and, uh, and give some feedback on their feedback. So that should be interesting. It's a big old long letter. And, uh, sometimes when I get those, I don't know how to respond. So sometimes the best way to do it is, is in real time with my own voice and to share with everybody. So, uh, that's what I'm going to do next week. We'll see you then.